This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I am recording, but we'll, we won't keep that. Yeah, well, <laughs> I just started recording. We'll just, we'll just share company secrets. Company secrets. This is the Company Secrets Podcast. This is the secret corner. Oh, man. Avoid legal snags by telling people they are being recorded. Thanks, Skype. Uh, hey, Josh, I'm recording you right now. Okay, sure. We are recording this show. The show. The pretty. Oh, K, 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 gamers. Um, that's our new intro. Hope everybody liked it. Mm-hmm. And there's pause. Mm-hmm. For dramatic effect. There we go. That was perfect. Um, how are you? That was Gosh. really our intro. <laughs> I, I mean, I like I like having random intros. Okay, I'm wonderful. How are you, Justin? Um, I'm good. Mm-hmm. It is February. Right now we're recording, and it's February 11th. Uh, but people will hear this on Sunday. Um, so a lot of things could happen in between now. We're on baby watch. Uh yes, I am. <laughs> well, you are on baby watch. <laughs> Um, so technically anytime from now until baby, uh, till due date, things could change. Um, I'm hoping closer for you. So like, and healthy. Um, so yeah, we're lots of things happen, man. It's been a crazy year. I think we've, we're yes, hitting a year soon. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, 52 would be a year, right? Uh, I guess hypothetically, if we haven't missed one, 52 or 53, right? Yeah, somewhere in there. 53, 54, somewhere in there. The, We're approaching it quickly. Mm-hmm. Consistency, folks. That's the thing. Name of the game, consistency. Um, th- We do it pretty well, I guess. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, the, that's one of our few strengths is that we're here every week. <laughs> <laughs> every week talking about video games, and we never fail to talk about video games. Um, I have a quick update on The Witcher. Uh, I have still only played all the side quests. I have yet to move <laughs> to to uh, talk to Nilf Guardians about Yennefer, which is literally like the f- the first part of the main quest, I think, uh, because I'm having way too much fun, way, yes. way, way too much fun exploring the world of Das Witcher. Um, so... I don't want to talk too much about it, so I'll just leave it at that. I'm enjoying it. I totally get why people would stay away from this the Switch because of the graphics and uh, the. They can't be that sem- bad. No, they're not bad. Um, there's definitely some like uh, jar jarring changes sometimes, which is okay because you expect it. Uh, but I mean, like you're passing through large p- pieces of land very quickly. Um, it's already impressive that they, it's just like the whole mentality of, um, or not mentality, but the feeling I get with Breath of the Wild where I'm like, holy cow, there are no loading screens between this. I am literally traveling from point A to point B and it could be a a great distance in the game. So you mentioned going into that crypt or, um, there's another like couple caves or a temple I'm thinking of where like, there's not a loading screen, which is pretty incredible. You just delve and you're like oh my gosh here and i am skyrim had that so yeah, it's skyrim already got that. it's already got stuff on skyrim um i was told to turn off the alternative mode who, who told you that uh, a friend uh, a friend of the show named fim uh <laughs> rhymes with fim uh and I, I i like looked at him and went are you sh- um i'm just gonna leave it because i feel like it'd probably be much worse um but yeah that's that. That's my Witcher talk. Witcher I can't. Corner. I can't comment because I've gone back and forth on both. So okay. I have played both ways, and I go back and forth. Oh. I like different aspects of both. Gotcha. So there's times that I find the standard movement annoying, mm-hmm. and times that I find the alternative movement annoying. Nice. And of course, I, there uh, are different times. 
<laughs> yeah, of course. It's like it depends. I'm sure the one thing I get annoyed by was the horse. Like I can never get on yeah, the damn horse. It, I always miss somehow, which is ridiculous. Or looting so. the bodies. That's always good. But I did not. I totally forgot about this conversation. Maybe you did tell me about this. But like when you get really good criticals on them and you like chop their bodies up and they go into slow motion executions, yes. those are really cool. <laughs> yeah, and it, it's really. It mostly happens when you're fighting people, which is fantastic. Yeah. But yes. yeah, you do the the finishers, and it's just incredible. Where you're like, you I, just feel awesome. I was just like sitting next to my wife. We were, I was in bed, and she was uh, watching TV, and I'm just like, you know, trotting along. And then I fell across some uh, um, deserters. I'm like, oh hey, these guys shooting arrows at me, cool, whatever. Uh, and like I went up on one guy and just like just attacked him and just cut him like straight down the middle went I went whoa okay and then the next person I cut off their arm and then like shoved the sword in their face I was like oh okay yeah this is escalating very quickly <laughs> so um no I was that's okay I'm done talking about the witcher sorry well, I just want to say I, I want to give it. my update I haven't gone I'm still at 32 hours and mm. you mentioned the main quest I'm still on like the second leg of the quest nice the main quest and uh, I've played 32 hours. I haven't played much in the last week or so because, as I think I mentioned last week, Steam's, um, what is it, uh, Steam Link play. app on the yeah. iOS devices. So, like my iPad, crashes every time you launch it. So, I, I guess that's pretty much where I play that game. So, mm. I've just been playing Baldur's Gate on my iPad like crazy. So, um, nice. I'm waiting for it to be updated so I can play it again. But yes, I, I love The Witcher 3. So we can leave that where it is and move on. Perfect. Um, I don't have anything f- to f- talk about, like, follow-up-wise. Like, I don't have anything other than The the Witcher Corner Okay. Uh, from the last episode, other than uh, hopefully we don't have Take 2, Take 3, Take 4, uh, just with all the technical difficulties. So I think we're good. I have no follow-up. Do you have any follow-up, sir? I don't either. I I think I'm I'm fine as is. <laughs> I'm trying to think too. We don't have anything major coming out right now, um, because March we're getting t- closer to March and we'll have all the releases, or the ones that weren't delayed, I guess. Um, like Animal Crossing. <laughs> well, it was delayed, but it's coming out in March. So, um, I uh, I was looking in the future to see like what games that I'd be purchasing anytime soon after buying The Witcher, and I'm still looking at Jedi Fallen Order, obviously. Um, but I, I don't see anything that I can actually purchase just yet because, one, Final Fantasy is going to be on PlayStation, so I can't play that. And then uh, Last of Us, same thing. So it's kind of disappointing um, for me, um, but also a good thing because now I can go back and play all the games uh, that I have been wanting to play and to, to, to like piggyback off that. I think what I'm going to actually do is that I'm going to do one game at a time. And I know this sounds crazy, but like seriously do one game at a time, like full on one game at, at a time, focus on it. And to, if I get to like a two hour gameplay of gameplay, and if I really don't like it, I'm just going to toss it away. Like yeah. I, I'm just going to stop. And and like maybe throw it into a column. I was really thinking through this one day at lunch. <laughs> I don't know why that I was going to make a sp- don't laugh like either a spreadsheet <laughs> or a list of things where I'd be like, okay, maybe I'll leave this for another day. I played two hours. I just couldn't get into it. Maybe I'll throw it in the maybe another day pile. And if I ever get to that maybe another day pile and I play it again for another hour and I really don't like it, I could just be like, okay, I'm done. I'm not going to ever touch this because I don't want to waste my time. Yeah playing games that i don't like i would laugh except i've thought all of those same thoughts i just called it the someday maybe um Mm -hmm. column and i have a lot of those i i i think it's really good in general to think about what your parameters are for all that stuff you know i think two hours is a good rule of thumb like if you haven't i kind of feel the same way with books but if you if you haven't caught my attention in the first x amount of time I'm not really going to get into it, I don't think. So, and it's it's pretty yeah. safe bet. The of course exception to that what you just said is The Witcher. I mean, I had to put 7 hours into that game before I realized yeah. that I really liked it um and kind of fought through it, but I feel as though I would know when I want to do that. You know, The Witcher was something that I was very determined to enjoy in a lot of ways. So, 
I, I think that's a really good rule of thumb. My own rule of thumb is I would like to get the amount of hours per dollar that I've spent Ooh, on the game. That's so good. like if I spent $5 on the game and I get five hours out of it, then I'm free to do with whatever I want. So I see the nice that's thing good, about that threshold. is usually, yeah, usually the, like the more triple a more expensive games <clears throat> make that makes me pause then. And I have to think about it and like, okay, I'm going to spend 30 bucks on this game. Do you think right. I will get 30 hours out of it? So that's yeah. been a loose rule of thumb for me. Yeah, that makes sense, too, because, like, The Witcher was $50 for Switch, which is a lot of money, and apparently somebody else bought it, too, recently, same person that gave us the, gave me the comment about the movement, mm. uh, for, like, $40, and I was appalled, I said, why, why, why would you do that, because that game was on sale always at, like, CD keys and whatnot, and then I got, of course, a response about, um... <laughs> how they're uh, just fronts for Russian money laundering. So I I just kind of said, okay, whatever. You lost out on 15 bucks you could have spent just to play this game. So, uh, yeah, the $50 for me is already justified with The Witcher because of how much that I know I'm going to play it and how much I've already played it already. But that's a good idea, putting money to the, the hour, like per hour, and then seeing, okay, I got five hours. It's worth anything that happens after now is just bonus like i i'm getting more uh for my buck now yeah i think um for me it it points to how i feel about most things in life yeah i i qualify most things by value and -hmm. that gives it a really easy way of scaling that value like i know i will get at least 50 hours out of the witcher so if i bought it for 50 bucks on switch it actually would be worth it so yeah um yeah It's just a a way of quantifying the value. And unfortunately, or fortunately, however you want to see it, I I really buy things on value or spend my money on value. I think even my mom sometimes is like uh, thinking that I can't afford something. And I always tell her, it's not that I can't afford it. It's that I don't value that with that much money. Like, I don't want to put that much money towards it. So, yeah, I I get that. It's always about value. Um, And so... Yes, I I think that the games that you get more hours out of than you spent money on in like per dollar, I think yeah. that's like a win for sure. So yeah, that's that's a good that's a good. I'm looking at you, Diablo three. Oh my gosh, so many yes. hours. Yeah, and, and even though you and I played it for a bit for like a, a, a an ex- I wouldn't say extended period of time, but like a good month and plus, we were playing that game quite. F- frequently i still feel like i got enough out of it because i only paid 20 dollars for the uh there you go the battle pack and it's something that i like i just i jump in and play a little bit when olivia was born i was actually playing it uh remotely or attempting to <laughs> uh for a little bit and i was still enjoying it um it's a game that i definitely will go back to but i think with four coming out eventually oh i can't um, wait that is gonna be like sucking my i'm gonna be playing that way too much like it will suck my time out. Like I will have no time. I will focus. It'll be baby life, everything else, or kid life, everything else, and then Diablo Four. Yeah. Um. I can't wait for that. That game I'm super excited about. I need more Diablo. It only took me 20 years to play that game. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I uh, obviously grew up with it in a lot of ways, but it doesn't matter when you come to it. You come to it and you just enjoy it. It's so good. Right. So. Um. Uh, and that's also too like the same concept and not to like drag this conversation on, but I enjoy it because it makes sense for me right now. Like, I don't feel like the subscriptions for me even have value anymore when it nah. comes to a game subscription, like time, like World of Warcraft uh, and, and things like that. I, I think that is dying off pretty. I hope it dies off pretty quickly because uh, while we are paying for more software as a service, or and people are coming more service oriented uh that i don't think is the right way to look at it um because you have to buy the game and then pay for the service continually rather than paying like a subscription fee for the game and time i think that would be different but who knows Uh, yeah totally there's like there's stress behind that (laughs) justifying the usage um yeah there can be so if you have nothing do you want to I have up? nothing. I bring nothing. <laughs> no, I mean, like, no follow-up, I should say. No, I understand. You I'm always, just... you always bring something to the table. Oh. 
That's so nice. Uh, <laughs> you had a comment or a question slash topic that you wanted to, to bring up. Um, do you want to spin it off? Sure. I, I wrote this in here a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. and I kind of wanted to just talk about, and unfortunately, I think that the answer to this will be somewhat boring, but at least we can talk about it. So I feel like games can kind of be broken into three giant sections. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel as though, and and I think we should start by defining these, but games have story, gameplay, and graphics. And I know that there's problems that every game doesn't really have all of three of these 100%, but maybe that's why we should define them first. But the idea behind this that I'd like to talk about with you is mm. that if we take those three aspects of every game, which of the three needs to be good, which of the three needs to be marginal or can be marginal, and mm. which can be bad and then you still enjoy the game? Yeah. So I I was wondering if we would have different answers. And of course, then we should talk about why we feel Mm -hmm. that way we do. Um, But before we jump into that, I think we should define the three. So maybe to you, what does gameplay mean? Gameplay means like uh, mechanics. So like physically uh, having a button layout or... Um, yeah, like a button layout that works, that mechanically works, that, that logically works with me when I'm playing. So, um, like having, not having the, the run or sprint button as like a trigger, <laughs> like a left trigger being <laughs> a jump or like by default, I know you can change it, but like having weird configurations like that as a default is a huge turnoff because that to me means they that there are other problems that will come down the line when it comes to any of the um button layouts or like they've obviously missed a step there um so the gameplay like it specifically means mechanics of feel good mechanics of playing a game or feel bad yeah yeah i think it makes sense feel can have a lot to do with it Mm -hmm. i think mechanics of the game itself i i think the controls i think um, how accessible it is or how easy it is to remember the controls or how like tutorials natural and, it feels. Yeah, the tutorials, yeah. a lot of that. I think a lot of that plays into gameplay. Um, yeah. One thing that I'm thinking about as I'm looking at these three, where I would place sound, you know, because I think sound hmm. is so important to a game or can be depending on who you are. Yeah. But maybe we could put, we maybe we can change graphics to presentation, and th- include the sound in presentation. <laughs> okay, I don't know. Maybe that's too broad. Then no, 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 no. Presentation meaning like sound and and graphics. Yeah, the visuals. No, or perhaps we work. can change graphics to atmosphere. Atmosphere, like the visuals combined with the sounds. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. okay, okay. All right, I'll so, take that. So then we'll call the three categories story, gameplay, and atmosphere. And now this has become much more difficult for me to, <laughs> to, to say for sure. My answer my own question, basically. But that right. will be good. It will be a good discussion topic. So I want to hit story next. I think that story to me can mean two things. It can mean the story or narrative or lore the game mm-hmm. has. Or presents to you. Or I think it can be what you create, what kind of story you create out of the game. So there's a lot of games that don't have a narrative to tell you or a story. Like Minecraft. Yeah, like Minecraft. Terraria. Or Terraria. A lot of strategy games fall into that too, where it's more about how you approached a problem and solved it. Or and then you get to tell that story. So I, I would like to pull that into that same category because i think whether it's your story or the game's story story can be important regardless of course well so with that being said then how would you just or what would you do with a multiplayer game specific like a game that only has multiplayer like titanfall the first one did not have campaign so it didn't have quote a story nor did it have the ability to create a story 
um, because it was just point and shoot, you know. I disagree with the last point because have you ever gone to work and said, uh, let me tell you about this match I had last night or let me tell you about uh, this thing that touche, happened in the game friend, last touche. night. You know? So I that think that can be tied into that same like experience. Yeah. Story. Okay. Got it. Okay. That makes sense. And I'll yeah. take, I'll, I'll agree upon there. Okay. All right. So, so that means that our categories then are story, gameplay, and what did we say? Atmosphere. Atmosphere. <laughs> Already forgetting it. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> to the actual question. So I was trying to be really careful about the words I used here. Like I didn't want to be like good, better, best, you know, and I didn't want to be like good versus crappy versus, I don't know. So I chose words like good, marginal, and bad, but maybe we should change bad to terrible or something. I'm not sure. Whatever you think might get the point across. But the point is that if you had a game that compromised one of the three or two of the three, but the other, the third category was really good, which would that category be? I guess is the question. Okay. So which which two so I'll start with you. So which two so okay, let me back up. You've got story, you've got gameplay, you've got atmosphere. So right, right. which could be good, which could be marginal, and which could be bad, and then still enjoy the game. So I had thought about this um, uh, before we jumped on, um, before we changed things, and luckily my change or my comments do not change. <laughs> okay. Um, good. <laughs> so for uh, the story, I put marginal, and then for gameplay, I put good, and then for bad, I picked atmosphere. So this is gonna sound really. I feel like I'm gonna. I hope I have the different one than you. Um. And do you want me to justify why I picked all those three or just? Yeah. Yeah. Why, okay. why do you feel that way? Okay. So let's start with story. Um, for me, for, even though you and I have talked about this so many times, how much I enjoy a story in the game, like it, it, it makes a game. Um, for me, there are games that don't, and I look at it, the story from this uh, perspective of like a campaign or a, a single player uh mode um i i have played games that i didn't necessarily enjoy the story because it was well written uh but more it was a fun story to play uh in the sense where like it was just goofy or like wacky uh and that to me means sometimes is you know better but for me a story can be marginal like it it can it can be I can I can close I can turn turn my head and not turn my head I can turn turn a cheek and say okay that's fine I'll, I'll deal with this okay yes yeah, so that that's super corny okay yeah 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 for me the gameplay is way more important because it helps the the game flow so it can almost make up for that marginal story it's it should make up for that marginal story um. Because gameplay, you're physically going through the game. You're you're using the controls to play through it, and if you have clunky or like not well thought out uh, action scenes, or like uh, what what what's the scenes where you press the button for? What do they call that? What's the official cut word for the cut? No, no. When when you have like a scene where somebody, uh, the action scenes, I think that's what it's called. Wherever like it's like press A, press A, press A. Oh, um... There's a word for it, and I can't think of it right now. I don't um, know. Anyways. <laughs> Those are Telltale games to me. <laughs> yeah, like, Telltale does that, but, like, there's other games that are like, oh, keep pressing A to make sure that you're you're pushing away the dude's hand, like, he's about to punch you in the face, and you catch it. His fist, and you're, like, pushing it away. I can't remember what it's called, but, uh, like, those things, if the, if, if the gameplay feels natural and it feels good, it makes up for that that marginal story um, for those particular two. So I'm trying to think of like a game right off the top of my head that kind of <clears throat> fits this, this big, this bill. Uh, unfortunately I can't right now. I'm going to give, <laughs> give you a chance to talk so I can think. <laughs> um, Cause I was trying to, before the show 
figure a, a specific game that like hit this perfectly. Um, but uh, the graphics is this the last or sorry the atmosphere for me can be bad. Um, and I'm gonna put an asterisk <laughs> on this uh, as long as it's not like PS1 slash Xbox slash N64 graphics because I I don't think I can deal with polygons anymore. <laughs> so <laughs> I think like, a lot of people feel that way, which is um, both understandable and strange to me <laughs> yeah so like that that any that style because like to me pixel art looks gorgeous technically technically those are less sophisticated graphics technically technically if you look at it or yeah, maybe right. so like to me that's bad meaning it's not modern or more advanced like today um Though that doesn't that that could be pixel art that could be um, something like that it could be anything but that gener generation and it would still be good enough for me. Um, I mean, not to say that after playing The Last of Us um, on the PlayStation Three was bad or the graphics were terrible. Um, they certainly weren't like top of the line at this current time, but they were when it came out. I mean, it was pushing that. Um, that device set to its limits, um, but it's still good. I, I mean, they're those graphics were okay. I think were great at the time, but now are kind of marginal or slash bad. And the sounds was great, but like those two things could can be bad, and I can deal with that as long as I can play through the game and not have like uh str- and not struggle trying to get through c- cutscenes or. A struggle to try and get through a marginal story like a gameplay to me means way more than any of those two because that's how the game plays it has to be it has to be good so that makes sense yeah do please tell me you have something different <laughs> uh well i have similar and different so okay that's interesting <laughs> or similar and same no same 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 and similar okay um so i have two answers because uh okay um okay. i've yeah i have two answers so if we take it how we meant it and i didn't say it correctly which is like you have to choose good marginal and bad for one for each of those so right. and so you did that right which is great i just didn't yeah. define it correctly um I, I, I understood what you're saying yeah i think you got it totally um which is awesome so for me, I'm going to go from the bottom up on, on my two answers because okay. it's the same on both. Okay. I can have the, the atmosphere and graphics and sound. It can be bad. Mm-hmm. It, it can be not good at all, in fact. <laughs> or it can even be non-existent in some cases. Um, I'm thinking about... Papers, like, please. <laughs> I'm thinking about papers, please, or like game books, you know, oh, or God, yeah. um, text-based adventures. Um, and not necessarily game books where you're like reading, but like where you're moving like a little at symbol cursor across the screen. I'm okay with that. Um, so, so I can have bad graphics, bad in quotes. And I, and I totally agree with you that the graphics don't need to be sophisticated to be gorgeous. In my opinion, I totally agree that pixel art graphics can be amazing and in some cases preferable i I really really like some of the old super nintendo graphics and i like people trying to to emulate yes that game is so amazing final fantasy 6 oh my gosh amazing chrono trigger and so to further further the bad graphics idea i've got a couple examples well well, maybe i'll give my examples after i define the other two so so bad i would put into graphics graphics can be bad or graphics and sound and presentation and atmosphere Mm -hmm. that can be bad um and i'd still enjoy it gameplay i agree has to be at least marginal and story i can do marginal and i can do um i can do marginal and i can do good on story so i think for me story to you almost should be good (laughs) yeah so like story so i might my two answers are i'm trying to separate the two so my two answers would be story 
good gameplay marginal graphics bad or story marginal gameplay good graphics bad so and really i've played other games where there have been examples of bad story or bad gameplay and i've still played them i just wouldn't call them good if that makes sense so so i've prepared some examples so a great example that we have never talked about before on this show is final fantasy 7 so oh my god final (laughs) fantasy 7 i would categorize as bad graphics right like i yeah the original final fantasy 7 it's hard man i still have uh, i mean i get it i know you want me to beat this game but (laughs) those polygons are killing me I get it because, I mean, while I don't necessarily feel the same way, I understand because everybody seems to feel that way except for me. So yeah. uh, um, I the polygons for the map, the map and the, um, the what is it? Uh, yeah, the cutscenes and things like that. Yeah, we're like you're just running around, not the yeah. battles, because I think the battles actually look really. Battles good. are good. Battles are, I mean, like Legends of Dragoon. I mean, come on, they're that's pretty good. Yeah, but but like, where you're just little walking around with little stubby characters, polygon <laughs> characters that really don't look like people. Yeah, I, no. that I think is hard for a lot of people and could be categorized as bad. And I don't mind it at all. That's totally fine. But that game to me has a great story and plays really well. So um, I would probably call that good story, marginal gameplay. Uh, Another example, I think we mentioned it at the top of the show, Baldur's Gate. The graphics are... See, in the presentation is pretty good, but like the atmosphere is decent because of the sound and then what you're seeing on the map. Like the, the, it's almost like hand drawn maps almost, but regardless, you could call those graphics now bad. So the atmosphere could be bad. You could call it that the story is great. And the gameplay is, is marginal. So that's another example of the great story, marginal gameplay, um, bad atmosphere. But then on the flip side, I also can really get into games that are, uh, great gameplay, so good gameplay, mm-hmm. marginal story, and bad graphics. Um, I'm thinking of like, uh, I don't have a great example for this one. Um, if hmm. the story, okay, so good gameplay, marginal story, bad graphics. See, and I'm trying to think of like a bad graphics game. <laughs> That it's like mm-hmm. the story was okay, but the gameplay was just so right there that I had to just enjoy it. I had no choice. Um, maybe like a, think. maybe like a, mm, like an R type game. So that's like an old Super Nintendo shooter okay. where it's like a, it's like a, you have a ship and you get upgrades and you're kind of like. Gladius or Xavius or um, Galaga, you know, those older ship style games. Like the gameplay on R Type was fantastic. The story was marginal, mostly because it wasn't there, but it was like, you're a ship and you're saving the world. It's like, cool story. And the graphics weren't great. So it was, and the sound was marginal. So, I mean, it wasn't great graphics, but I really enjoyed that game. Right. Um, so mostly probably arcade games would be a great example of bad graphics or bad atmosphere. I mean, we just played a, story. a pretty a pretty good one today. Um, oh, yeah. The, what was it? The Ghost Soldier one? Was it something? I, it's Ghost is the it's name from, of it, and it, it, but it's like an acronym, Ghost. Yeah, it's the by Sega. Yeah. Uh, a Capcom? Is it a Capcom? No, it's not. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think it's a Capcom game. Anyways, that that's a good game. It's basically, um, really interesting graphics <laughs> that <laughs> definitely don't don't work with the the current generation of graphics. But the the gameplay was fun. I mean, it it was easy easy to use, and the the story was you know marginal i would even say it was bad because i had no idea we were there's no real story you're just shooting a bunch of bad guys yes. yeah <laughs> but it was a lot, a of, lot of um playstation games fall into this category so oh, yeah i'm thinking of like tenchu i loved mm-hmm. tenchu and the graphics on tenchu now are horrendous like it's almost impossible to look at 
Um, and it's very Polygon-esque. But the gameplay was so fun and just a, a blast. The controls were sometimes frustrating, but when you really got it down, oh my gosh, it was so good. Um, and the story was marginal, for sure. It was not a crazy story. So, so for me... I- I really could go bad on any of them as long as the there's a good aspect to it. But I feel like there's a lot of games these days that are really good on two out of the three or even three out of the three. And yeah, and that's a game that's like, no, I get it. It's totally just good all around. And um, they're they're more frequent today, I would say, because of how much money is getting dumped into some of these games. Yeah, production but value. But there yeah. are still gems out there that have marginal or bad parts to them, and they still are a lot of fun. So, well, I, so I guess a perfect perfect way to look at it is that too to like help you differentiate, um, maybe the atmosphere side a little bit more. Yeah. Um, that like optimization of the graphics or the the game itself. So I mean, we could have games that are gorgeous, like uh, when Dying Light first came out. I, I believe it was Dying Light. Um, the game is was gorgeous, but there was it was poorly optimized. And I remember playing on the PC, and I was having issues playing this game. I'm like, there's no way. I just I had just bought this new graphics card to play Fallout Four. I should not have the same problem. <laughs> um, and it, it it took a while to patch it, and then once they had adjusted some of the the settings and patched over it a few times it, it got better and and that category went from bad because of the opposite optimization to like marginal even to even good so like i feel like that could happen too to a game that you might have played that at first it it was bad on the atmosphere side but it was patched story you can add the dlc to it so like if you have a, a mediocre storyline the first one and like the vanilla version of the game, and then you add DLC to it. I guess that can like raise the the ratings to some of these games. Yeah. Um, but like the gameplay, I think remotely stays the same. Um, mechanic, well, mechanics wise, like they're not going to change how you play. Um, you know, like a first person shooter halfway through patching or like halfway through its life cycle where it's like, Oh yeah, we're going to change this now where you can't actually do this. We're going to block the, the, the punch button or like, I guess the way I look at it when, um, Halo two, the member BXR, like the Uh, BXR thing. Uh, no, no, you're not a Halo person. Dan. No. Okay. So like there (laughs) used to be a thing where you could do uh BXR, which was like bash reload and then fire. Uh, if you did that all in like very very quickly, you were able to get off one, a uh, if you were close to somebody, a beat down and like a punch, and then if you do BX, if you did XR right after that, you could actually like fire off a bullet faster than in, uh, somebody could fire off a bullet just pulling the trigger normally, and so eventually they I think they patched it. Correct me if I'm wrong, people, but like at one point they actually <laughs> patched that so that people couldn't out, uh, utilize that uh, f- competitively. So, um, but it's people still did it. And then they tried doing it. And they continue to try to do it in older and newer games because people are weird. It's like you got to try BXR. It works in Halo Five. Like no, <laughs> no, pretty sure it doesn't. But you can do whatever you want, guys and girls. Um. I have another example. Yeah, please. So I'm trying to peruse and think about a game that would be good graphics, marginal gameplay, and bad story that I've enjoyed. And I can't think of one. Like, And that was kind of the exercise. It's like, what, what has to be good for me to enjoy it? And, and I can, mm. Or even marginal. And I can, I can deal with marginal story or marginal gameplay. Ooh. And I can deal with bad graphics. Pokemon? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because the story is, is not great. Right. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> and the graphics, well, uh, on the new one, the graphics on the new Pokemon is, are, is fantastic. Yeah, the story's not so great. <laughs> yeah, and the atmosphere is good in that game. So oh, yeah, of course. The story story's not great. The story could be bad, even. You could even call it bad. Like, it's the same story every time, really. 
Yeah, it's and pretty bad. The gameplay, I, I would say, is marginal, you know? So it it's not like you're, you can really improve by playing more of the game and... I don't know. It's it's very yeah, you it's can just make menu based, on the, very simple. The mechanics yeah. of the game, sure, but that's different. You know, mm-hmm. that's not. Yeah. So so yeah, Pokemon's a great example. Um, I was thinking of Heroes of Might and Magic three as like mm-hmm. a great bad graphics, but great gameplay, marginal story. I mean, that's the story is like you know, there's lots of monsters and things. Go make your kingdom basically and it's right like, okay cool i'm doing this but that's a great game and it's interesting as i'm thinking more through the quote bad graphics yeah. that i'm i'm willing to deal with it's a lot of older games now that i've gone back to after playing to play, them yeah. early on and now i'm like yeah based on today these graphics are bad right <laughs> but whatever so yeah it's interesting it's uh it's an interesting exercise and again i think there's many games now that are getting made that that really nail two out of the three or even right. three out of the three and so then you're just like i have no choice but to enjoy this um you know like witcher three so yeah, yeah good times i think i have uh, one thing before we take yeah. a quick break um stardew for me could fall into a, a could, it makes some of these these three categories very um gray. very hard to like <laughs> would you say gray very gray category very gray yes very very gray because the game itself all around is great i agree it's, it's a very good game uh the story i would say I, you know what the way i look at it it goes stories marginal gameplay is marginal um uh, i have a problem with i think it's more or less because I play. I'm playing it on a console rather than a PC, a game with a, a keyboard and mouse slash an iPad or an yeah. app, you know a tablet device that you can get a pointer device for. Um, so like gameplay for me would then be marginal, um, and then the graphics are great. I think they're great because it's again pixel art. But that's a game where you have like, like you said, several gray areas. Um, Pixel art would then give that a gray area too, because technically it's less superior than the current graphics because of the generate the gen, you know things like that and the engines that are run blah blah blah, but it's still pretty good. So I just I Stardew was the the one that came to mind when we were when you were talking. I was trying to think of something and Stardew came up right away. So and because I'm also playing it still, yeah. So cool. Yeah. What about uh, GoldenEye? You know, that's... No, I can't play that game. Oh, really? I still can enjoy it. But, I mean, the graphics are horrendous now. And then, like... It's so bad. The story's marginal. There's not even a story. It's a freaking... It's James Bond. There's no good stories in James (laughs) Bond. They're all the same. And then, like, it's so bad. Like, come on, guys. And I say this because I... I'm super hyper... I'm super... uh, such a hypocrite because I love Fast and Furious and they have like absolutely terrible <laughs> stories. So um, yeah. I'm in it for the cars. So cool. Do you, want, do you want to take a break really quick? Yeah, let's take a break. We did not get a copyright infringement on uh, our outro, so we're not we're doing time. pretty good. Not this time. Um, so I like I like this new this new section that we started. Yes, last not yesterday, last episode. <laughs> oh, it feels like last, yesterday. Uh, off yeah, the so our segment trail. after the break is off the beaten trail. Yes, maybe we should uh, change the name. No, nah, it's good. It's no, fine. why? Why would we change? Why would we change something that's amazing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's just pure gold. I mean, that's that's the tagline of our podcast, right? <laughs> Why would we change something now? It's pretty okay, it's pure all gold podcast. It's pretty okay. <laughs> I, I think that is probably the best name for this podcast. <laughs> Come on, like it, it fits it perfectly. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, I, did I go first last time? No, I did. So okay. you wait. Maybe you did. I don't know. I, th- you I can think go I, first this time. Okay, I think I did. 
Uh, or I didn't. I think you went. Anyways, so I picked a game, lesser known, but it may or okay. may not be, depending on if you follow along with this very old, already very old uh, series. I love uh, the series. What is it? It is Ace Combat Assault Horizons. Um, it is a game that I got off a humble bundle a very long time ago. I um, actually have this game, I think. Yes, I think you probably do, because we probably got the same humble bundle. Yeah, I think we did. Oh, it was a very popular one. Hey, I do. I have it. So, I, ooh, wow. I have the enhanced edition. I'm sure you do, too. What? Steam. You better <laughs> give me this. I will be so upset. Okay, so um, <laughs> this game, I don't know if you're... You said you're a fan of Ace oh, Combat? Oh, big fan. Yeah. Okay, so I played... I remember playing Ace Combat in, on the PlayStation, and I played that game, several of oh, those games, just like I played... Uh, Armored Core. I played it a lot, very oh, much so. Armored Core, which is another game that I will use next next week. <laughs> um, I so don't take it because <laughs> I got to go find if there's a new Armored Core out. I could have sworn there is. I think there is. Yeah. Um, the I have always been a huge fan of aircraft. It's like dogfighting and things like that in games, but Ace Combat has always done like the far superior. Way, uh, has done way better than anybody else on creating a game where it's basically only aircraft and you're only flying planes and you're never ever getting out of your plane yes. to do anything um, and that's really hard to be honest because like how do you create a story based off of you just flying planes um, but Ace Comet does it because they this do game, it so good too and, yeah and and it's it's an, it's interesting because op- I think the very first few, at least I don't remember it being very, it was very more like American um, in the sense where they didn't, I, the, it didn't feel how it does now because if you play the new Ace Combat, specifically Assault Horizons, it's very like Japanese-y. <laughs> so like the characters look very like much like a, like if I'm in like a JRPG um, and the people you uh like that come up on the screen like their faces and things like that or when they're talking over there's like super weird uh names for american people it's just really weird but i enjoy it (laughs) and i uh i really encourage people to play this game because it's really fun to do to go through dog fighting too but this particular game ace combat assault horizons and forgive me if i'm wrong that this has occurred in other ace combats because it's been a while but it has like this this uh this mode when you're flying that you could zoom in on the person you're firing at if you get close enough and you can actually get like critical shots on them uh so if you use like the machine gun or if you have uh like the there's other things you can use too in this game i thought that was really cool it made it really interesting because like once you get really really close to the the fighter you can almost it zooms in on them puts the reticle on them and then you basically can fire on them and get more damage by having a more accurate shot on them so um it's really cool the music is awesome it's always like uh top gunny yeah um so like weird metal rock (laughs) playing in the background uh some off never you've never heard it before but it's it's catchy enough so yeah i don't i'm sure i don't know how much it is anymore this particular one, but I'm sure it's pretty cheap. Yeah, I, I'm sure too. I'm trying to look to see if there is a price, but I already own it, so it's not giving me that. So I don't know. It, it can't be that expensive. No. Um, yeah, I played a lot of Ace Combat, oh. and I, of course, don't remember which ones on PlayStation and PlayStation 2. Yeah. And I loved Ace Combat. And it's funny because it really is a an arcade yeah flight simulation game it's not even a simulation it's just an arcade flight game and i mean i grew up playing a few of those and then also playing some actual flight simulators which can get incredibly frustrating and the fun part of ace combat has always been like you said it still tells an amazing story somehow even though you're never outside of the plane and um or the good ones tell an amazing story Mm-hmm. And then, like, the flight combat is still real enough that you feel like you're in it, but then also 
accessible so you don't get frustrated and it's just it's just a great mixture i totally agree with your choice here because it's it's something that i feel like the hardcore enthusiasts will pass up but for everybody else it's a great like i get to experience being an ace and having fun flying cool jets and of course i grew up reading like jane's manuals and like loving loving reading about helicopters and planes and Oh, Ace yeah. Combat really fit right into that for me because it was just so fun. So yeah, fun fact. Thankfully, uh, people talked me out of it, but I played a lot of Ace Combat as I said when I was younger, and I told my parents that I was going to enlist in the Air Force when I got in high school, and I attempted to do so. Uh, oh my! And my eyesight sucks, by the way. So oh it didn't yeah, work out very well. But I had somebody convince me not to do it. So I think you're too tall too. Uh, at the time, it didn't matter. Because um, I was not, I hadn't gone through my growth spurt to ah, six two. So gotcha. after the fact, yeah, yes, I was too tall. But um, yeah. but I had a family friend who works in the ER, and they, they, uh, they, my family enlisted her to talk to me about uh, stuff. Who actually they were? She was in the Navy too. So that's cool. So, anyways, but yeah, I I agree. It was like a hey, I get to fly an F sixteen. Hey, I get to fly. Uh, this one has F-22 Raptors in it, which oh, is nice. cool. So Yeah, I, I'm I'm always into when they have F-35s or F-22s. Like, I love that stuff. So Oh, F-35s Super are pretty awesome. cool. Battlefield. Yeah, there was a game I had. I think it was actually a Jane's PC game that somebody lent to me slash gave to me eventually that was a, a flight simulator, an actual flight simulator. It was a Jane's F-22. I think game hmm. and it was incredible. I was terrible at it and always got killed because really I was a child and you know, I'm trying to play a game that's so complicated. You really need like a <laughs> board of controls in order to do the real stuff. But yeah. it was so fun just to mess around and fly. And uh, I loved that game. So good choice. Ace combat. Yes. I'm actually going to check and see if there are how much it is. Um, let's see what you people can purchase it for it's gotta be cheap Anyways. it can't be that expensive if they're giving it away at yeah. one point for like a dollar mm, let's find out so what's yours so mine is a strange game that i don't think a lot of people have heard of it's called frozen synapse yep, never heard of it <laughs> and um there were actually, I think, two parts that you could buy. No, no, you buy the one game and it, there was an enhanced edition. I don't remember. Regardless, um, I didn't put a ton of time into this game. I played, I think, somewhere around 20 hours. But the, the concept of the game that I like about it is that you are given a set amount of time and a battlefield, and you are given troops. And the, you take these troops... And you move them through the battlefield over the course of a set amount of time. And that set amount of time is your turn. So it's, it's hard to explain because the amount of time that you choose, hmm, the amount of time that you choose to move your men dictates how long your turn is. Hmm. And then you, once you set the lines and movement of your men and sight lines, as they move and how they move and when they should throw a flashbang or a grenade and when they should use their weapons and what direction you that however long that takes you sets how long your turn should be so it's not like you're taking turns per se and and it really makes more sense when you're playing against a human player because you both get to set how long your movements are for your your team and then it tells you when you've gotten to that certain point that the other person has taken their turn to. But the idea is like you both basically place and set your troops on both sides of the fight. And then you press go and then the battle plays out. And so like you may have moved your guy through a building going west, but they were attacking from the north. And so you didn't see him and you get to basically watch your dude get taken out as the guy comes in from the North, you know, like it's, you watch in real time what happens, but you get to plan it out ahead of time. And it's cool because you only get so many 
troops. It's like three, four, five guys on the battlefield at a time. And so you have to, and they're different types. There's like a rocket launcher type. There's like an assault rifle type, a shotgun type, a pistol type. And so you have to like choose which way they're going to go and who's going to cover whom and like from what angle and how fast or slow they should move through a room or which way they should face as they're moving through. So if you move through a room, maybe there's windows to the right. And so you have them face the windows as they move forward and then come back and look forward through the door they're going to move through. So the whole idea is to catch the other enemy off guard, basically, and think about where they're going to go from their side. Because you can always see the map as a whole. You just can't see where they are. So it's weird because they, they combined it with this, like, how do I describe this part? This is, I, this is a terrible game to choose because it's very hard to describe. But <laughs> I've um, never heard of it. So They combined the, the gameplay I just described with, like, this, like, virtual reality. So you're not actually looking down on, and it's top down. I should have said that from the beginning. You're not looking down on, like, trees and, or desert or, like, forest. You're looking down on these, like, virtual structures that are, like, blue and have, like, grids on them. And your troops are, like, just flat out, like, neon green or neon red. And, like, the enemy is always red. And so it's very um, virtual reality feeling. Kind of mm-hmm. like Tron feeling almost. Tron. So nice. the idea is that, I guess, in, and this is, like... Re- ridiculous story 101 but the idea is that like battles are played out in virtual reality in this like futuristic world and so really you're using ai to fight each other and anyway the point the point is that you're moving troops and you're trying to catch your enemy off guard it's a lot of fun because it's very strategic and it's um especially in multiplayer with other players actual other people it, you have to think ahead and think about what the other person might be doing with their troops and how to cover your troops so that you don't get caught without having thought ahead. So it's, it sounds way more complicated, but the beauty of the game is that the person who made it or persons who have made it, it the, the interface is pretty straightforward and actually pretty accessible. So I would say... After about 30 minutes of play, you really have mastered a lot of how to move things and how to choose when the troops are doing different things. So it's a lot of fun. It sounds really complicated, but actually it's really cool. And they have this fantastic soundtrack that just gets you going. And so these battles play out and these firefights play out really quick, but it can be really exciting. So um, I really enjoyed it and uh, I recommend it. I think the last time I checked, it was like $15 at most and it goes on sale all the time. Hmm. I, is there, a, do we have to have like a category where it's, or a, what's it called? <sighs> do we have to specify if it's something that's relatively cheap now or does it matter? I don't know. Yeah, okay. I don't think it matters. Um, this game's $25. Okay. But uh, the historical low on it is $2.49. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. So. Nice. Wow. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it matters how expensive the game is. I think it's just more bringing awareness to games maybe that... Um, people might not know about yeah some things Ooh. that could be enjoyable as well i have another one for next week that i think Ooh, i'm gonna good. use it is really it does it's a f- free-to-play game but you can pay it has microtransactions in it which i know oh, people boy. don't like yeah you're gonna have to sell me really hard on that one but this is a game that i had a college roommate get me into um because i'm playing it one day and it's very grindy unfortunately um, but it was space, and I love space, mm-hmm. and it involved spaceships destroying other spaceships, so it was really cool. Nice. Uh, so I'll have to, ex- I don't want to give it away, but it is, I still think it's free to play. I, I actually have it pop up on my feed on Steam every once in a while that they are still making updates to this game, and it is still very much the same, but uh, it's free to play, so... Nice. Nice. I'll have to do that. I'll have to make a note. I'll make a note. Well, we uh, we skimmed through that our stuff pretty quickly. Do you have anything you want to talk? 
Yeah. No, I think that's it you, for you, now. That's it. That's it. I mean, I don't have anything else. <laughs> no, I just I, I've, we were uh, we were efficient today. That's that's all I'm saying. I guess. I guess I, in so. a good way. Yeah. Um. Next. Uh. Next week, Josh and I should be still here. I think we're gonna play it by ear. I mean, I don't think your baby's coming this soon, but who knows. Fingers crossed. Fingers, Fingers crossed. crossed. Um, yeah. And then, just so you guys know, he will be naming the baby Justin, so you can get used to that. Oh, um, yeah. That's not going to happen. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No, um, no. I look no. forward to seeing how, with this baby, if you change the way you play um, some video games. Uh, I don't Maybe think certain so. games. Yeah. Certain games I won't play. I can see myself playing Witcher, but then... I've already started putting in place contingencies, which is ridiculous. But no, like, definitely not. I I totally get it now. <laughs> so games that like you know maybe if The Witcher gets me going too much and I get frustrated, games that I can pause or like yeah. games that just fit to that style of sitting and hanging yeah. out, you know, or like yeah. you know where I don't know, like Baldur's Gate is a great example. Right. Like I can pause that at any moment and still come back to it or or you know it's not so fast paced that i need to really be i don't know on top of it right you know? no, i, I feel you. like the witcher sometimes you do have to like you get into those combat modes and it's like oh my gosh i i am now surrounded and i am now trying to swing my sword and not yeah. get killed and yeah it's I, um it's yeah I think playing, trying to play The Last of Us <laughs> was probably a bad choice for me uh, to play while I had a newborn, just because, one, it was my first child, and second, uh, the game is very intense yeah. at times, and so like I, I never felt like I could focus. I could pause it, but like I, my, I would just get very worked up with the game, because so, it's very intense, and it, it gets, sucks you in so fast. Yeah, it so, does. Um, and it was I was always playing it where Aaron was near, and Aaron would get involved, and then she'd like jump or scream when something would come around the corner, or or if like somebody was chasing me, things like that. So, um, I'm I'm just curious. I mean, you this is you are a pro, remember? So like you stop you, it. You could just be like, if you put the baby in the carrier and you're walking around, um, playing the switch. So. I'm just curious. It will be interesting. I I plan on I plan on playing The Witcher 3. Mm-hmm. That's my plan. I I mean back in the day, I'm trying to think through I can mark each child with different games. So like I remember playing through Assassin's Creed 1 and 2 with Landon. I remember playing through um Mass Effects with um the various Mass Effect games mm-hmm. of the trilogy, the good trilogy uh with my um middle two now and so like it's those are pretty intense games and can get very intense yeah. and so it shouldn't bother me yeah. but in case it does i have contingencies in place now the other con- part of the contingency plan is that <laughs> my main plan was to use remote play to play yeah. a lot of it so of course makes if sense that's still not available i need something else <laughs> so so like for instance um you know perhaps a game on the switch that i wouldn't need to rely on Mm -hmm. remote play being available or or an option or maybe a game on playstation that would rely on a different remote play other than steam so right so that's that's what the planning process has been which is ridiculous to plan out video games i mean for goodness sake they're games yeah, but and that's I her. I could always that's... just watch some shows or something if it didn't work. But yeah, but people need their medium, so I think that is totally a valid thing. Just some people just don't understand it, but I think it's a totally valid thing to do. Yeah, uh, to, especially when most, if not all, of your time will be focused on like making sure baby's good, baby's healthy, feeding, yeah. yada yada yada, and make sure the other yada, kids are yada. good too. So yeah, whatever makes it easier. <laughs> So right now, like, um, I planned on finding a good Switch game. Mm. And so this last week, Baldur's Gate, actually, the enhanced edition of 1 and 2 went on sale 
for PlayStation and Xbox One. Mm, weird. And then at the same time, strangely enough, it went on sale for the Switch, but for $10 more, of course. But then the um, for the same price as the PlayStation and Xbox One versions, they had the Planescape Torment and Icewind Dale bundle went on sale for 20 bucks for the Switch. So I'm trying to decide which of the two hmm. will be my contingency plan because... I actually have, I'm trying to decide one of them, but I have the PlayStation game Baldur's Gate on hold at one GameStop and then the Planescape Torment slash Icewind Dale bundle on a different GameStop hold. So I'm like, and they're both pretty decent hikes from where I'm at. So I'm trying to decide which one of the two on hold will be the game as the contingency plan. Um, Plus I kind of would love to have like a, an RPG, a deep RPG on the Switch, mm-hmm. just to be that one Switch I, game that yeah, I, get I would into. not get this. I would not get The Witcher because that I think would be too much. I think, as in, you would have it on the PC and then have to have. Yeah, no, I I'm too deep on the PC version to. What about move to something else? What about like Fire Emblem? Yeah, I don't know. I've I've been really lukewarm on Awakening. Okay. Like I, I played it and I, I enjoyed part of it, but there's parts of it and maybe we'll talk about this next time, but there's parts of it that like don't jive with me in some ways and Mm. in some ways are somewhat stressful. You know, it's very strange. It's very strange because it's a game that I could see myself really loving, but there's some parts to it that just like irk me, you know, Mm. I don't know how to describe it. Maybe we'll talk about it next time. So, okay, I'll make a note. Yeah, it could be a good option, but it's <clears throat> Awakening has been keeping me from jumping into like dying to get three houses because yeah. I feel like it's similar in a lot of ways. And maybe some of the mechanics that I'm talking about might not be there, but yeah, um, I don't know. Could be. I guess we'll see. We'll see. Well, I guess uh, at this point, uh, I'm done talking to you then, and we'll just have well, to Well, then follow I'm up next done time. talking to you. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, bye. <laughs> bye. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 